most Adam loves ERA and auto-tunes himself this way Paxton's regression screams Brooklyn's got a winning team Liam Hendricks, Brad Hand Mike Trout plays near Disneyland Stats from spring training Daily play is a rating What's the ceiling? Bank on ceiling Can I get up? Alright, exciting time of year Playoffs beginning in some of my leagues Regular season Wrapping up in some, I guess it's kind of the same thing. Hello, I guess I meant like there's like one or two regular season weeks left in one of my leagues. Heath, you know what I'm trying to say, right? Great intro, great intro. I may be the only person in America that knows what you're trying to <laughs> say. And I know exactly what you're trying to say. We've got much more exciting things to talk about than this. Oh, like what? Your new segments that I can't wait for. Oh, yeah. Two new segments right off the top of the show. I hate Scott White and I hate Chris Towers. Neither of them uh, are here to defend themselves. Which is even Thankfully. better. Yeah, right. I, the show is always better when they're not here because we hate them. You know I hate Chris Towers today, but do you know why I hate Scott White? Uh, because he was bad-mouthing Patrick Mahomes on Twitter? No, I have no problem with that. Because he picked up a player that I wanted to pick up. We put in the same exact bid on him in the Roto League. He yep. has one and a half more fantasy, more points in that Roto League. Not fantasy points, but Roto points. I don't is understand this, why he won the tiebreaker. Is this the league that, um, that I am winning? It is the league you're winning. Is this the player that you tweeted about over the weekend? I did. I, I quote tweeted you with tweets from April. It is. It is. Okay. Okay. Good. Two dollar Delilah to Shields. You gotta get Delilah to Shields right now. This guy steals a ton of bases. He's leading off. Carlos Gomez is on the DL. And Scott got him for two bucks. I put in the same bid. Why did he win? I don't understand where the tiebreaker is. I believe there's a waivers order, right? Maybe, maybe, yeah, probably. I mean, it's Fab, and and he's beating me, so I would have thought that I would have waiver priority. But I guess it's maybe whoever made a recent pickup goes to the back of the line. And I've been adding, and I've been adding a lot of guys lately. I think this is a there's a lot of players to talk about today. A lot of players to add. Yeah, there is definitely a waivers order. Um, just looking at that, and you are now ahead of Scott by one spot, but oh, you are great. eighth. So great. there are seven people ahead of you. Well, it's, yeah, well, anyway, I hate Scott. I hate Chris. I mean, what was he thinking? What was he thinking? I don't have any idea. Uh, he should be publicly shamed. He's about to be. You're about to do that. He's Good. about to be. Editorial League, uh, playoffs, playoffs were already underway. They started last week. He made two transactions last night. He picked up Chad Cool and Blake Snell. I don't know why he picked up Chad Cool. I mean, Cool's been pitching better lately. Snell's more interesting. He's like less than thirty percent owned. But Chris, you're, you you didn't make the playoffs. You're not automatically in the playoffs now because you missed for one week. Like, what are you doing picking up players? Maybe he thought he had a buy. That he definitely did not have a buy. <laughs> you like, buy, you're not in the playoffs, dude. You had a buy in that league. You I didn't did. play, but you still picked people up. I did. Maybe I did. he thought it was a similar situation where he didn't play last week, but now it was his turn to play in the playoffs. I don't know what, what happened there with Chris Towers. Major faux pas, but I had to put those players back into free agency. And who did you add and drop? Any? Because man, I got a lot. I got a lot. Anybody uh, interesting I, for you? I don't think I have as many as you do. I saw your list, and I'm like, wow, you were like adding and dropping and yeah. adding and dropping, and I was not doing that much of any of it. Well, I added Luke Weaver. He's 32% owned. So it's eight o'clock in the morning. This is the earliest we've recorded, so I don't have my singing voice yet. So I will not be singing Luke Weaver to everybody. Uh, I dropped Ivan Nova in the head-to-head points league for Luke Weaver, who is facing the Padres at home this week. And I think I'm going to go ahead and start him. Yeah, I could see a situation where I would. I, I don't think he's a must-start by this, yeah, week, this I agree. week. Because there's still question marks about Luke Weaver. There are. He's pitched well, and of course it is the Padres. Uh, I'm going to start him over a one-start Alex Cobb coming off the DL, a one-start okay. Sean Manaya at Baltimore. Hmm. Now I have, a, I have an interesting decision to make with Marco Estrada, home against Minnesota. But I think I'm going to start both of them and leave those other two guys, Cobb and Manaya, on my bench. Um, I picked up. Let's see who else I picked up. I picked up Curtis Granderson. Granderson's been hitting righties well this year. He's on fire right now. He's playing for the Dodgers. He's going to score a lot of runs or drive in a lot of runs. I dropped Trey Mancini, who had a bad week. Uh, and look, I'm playing week to week right now. Granderson's got seven right-handed pitchers this week. Not a lot of teams. I don't think that many teams are playing seven games. 
I didn't notice that many anyway. But Granderson's got seven. Not to say he'll start all seven. But uh seven righties this week for Granderson, who's red hot. I'm starting him over two guys that I actually want to I have a segment called I'm Considering Sitting. I'll talk about them a little bit more. But I'm starting Granderson over Conforto and Brett Gardner this week. Uh, I added Dellen Batansis in a 14-team head-to-head points league. I'm not sure I'm going to start him. I think he'll get most of the saves. I don't think he'll get all of the saves while Chapman figures it out if he can. Uh, I tried to add Delano to Shields, but I couldn't. I added Ian Happ, Ian Happ in a categories league. So here's the thing about the, this guy, Ian, Ian Happ and Evan Gaddis, another guy I added. Ownership percentage doesn't mean quite as much right now. A lot of players are out of it. A lot of players in your league, rather, fantasy right. owners are out of it. Uh, or the playoffs have started. So Ian Happ is widely owned, but he was available. Evan Gaddis is still widely owned, but he, somebody dropped him. Now's the time to take a look. I mean, Trey Turner starting a rehab assignment. I, I doubt anyone dropped him or Carlos Correa, but take a look. Uh, just cause a guy is 80, 85% oh. owned doesn't mean he's not available in your league. Somebody in my, my 10 team categories league on a different website dropped Travis Shaw. Pick him up. I have, I don't know why. But yes, quickly made that waiver claim. I picked up Cameron Rupp, which I was not excited about at all, but it's a two catcher league and he's been getting a majority of the playing time and I needed a second catcher for this week. So yay that. I did pick up the guy you're always talking about. Delano to Shields. Ulysse Chassin. Oh, you got a home he, start? He is projected next week oh, right, right. to have two starts. And uh, I'm in the playoffs this week, but I feel pretty good to get about my chances in the head-to-head auction league. So I'm planning for next week. You know, a lot of guys are picking up Lucas Giolito. He's getting called up. He'll make his White Sox debut tomorrow. I, we have him listed as a one-start pitcher. I don't know. They have a doubleheader this week. I don't know what they're doing with their rotation. But he could pitch Tuesday, and his next turn would theoretically be on Sunday. Right now, I'm assuming Giolito's a one-start guy with Minnesota. If he gets a second start, it would be Detroit. Both would be at home. Giolito has been awesome his last, like, six starts or so in the minors. But I don't really have much faith in him. I don't think he has great stuff. I was extremely unimpressed last year when I saw Giolito, and I think the Nationals were too. And they gave him away for what people thought was a steal, but I, but I don't know. Giolito's had a bad year in the minors. He's turned it on recently. Uh, you, I'd rather I'd rather start Luke Weaver than Lucas Giolito. How about you? It just—it's so much of that depends on whether it's two starts or not. If I'd rather start one, a one-start Weaver. I don't. I don't know about that. I am picking up Lucas Giolito as we talk. Oh, yeah. And the For the People podcast league. Oh, okay. Well, I, I know you, I don't know if you're still making transactions in that league I or hope not. not. We had a, a beautiful finish to the For the People podcast league. Well, there's it. one more week left. Oh, there is? Yes. Oh, come on. Can you just let us, let us end it, please? <laughs> and, oh, seven and three last week. Are probably going to miss the playoffs just like you. Ah. Oh. But. We are currently in a four team race for the final two spots going up against the best team in the league. Who's going to have a better, week. who's going to have a better draft pick next year? What, what's the point of just missing the playoffs, Heath? We tanked. We yeah, were wise. Do you think Scott is going to protest beforehand and say he doesn't want to share a team with anybody next year? I let Scott do most of the work, so I don't think he can blame me for this. No, I don't think he really can. He, he can really just blame the, the construct of this league. Tough league. It was clearly man. devised to baffle him. Tough league. 16 team yeah. leagues are tough. I don't care what the format is. Um, alright, so people are gonna be adding Giolito. I get it. I, you know, highly touted prospects. And <clears throat> I think just one start, but potentially two starts this week. Um, I'll tell you who I'm considering sitting this week. Okay, Conforto, I am going to sit. Three lefties on the schedule, plus Steven Strasburg. No Scherzer, but it's uh, tough, tough for him, and I'm starting. I'm sitting him for Granderson, Brett Gardner. T- terrible pitchers on the Yankee schedule this week, but three lefties. He's batting 208 against lefties. Gardner is slugging 293 in August. He's been terrible, and that was with a cheap, cheap home run around the pesky pole yesterday. I'm sitting Gardner for Ryan Zimmerman. I'm not sitting either of these two guys, but I think you. Could consider it because they're on the road all week. Jonathan Lucroy and Trevor Story. And then I would say the most difficult decision for fantasy owners this week, Heath, Nelson Cruz. He has been red hot. 
he might not play three games at Atlanta this week. They talked about they're not sure if they want to use him in the outfield. They got to keep him healthy. Right. He's their DH. I'm guessing he'll start one. first base. I I don't know. I don't like, know. Anybody can play first base. <laughs> I I can't imagine sitting Nelson Cruz. I don't know, man. At Atlanta, at the Yankees, six games. Might only start three of them. It's possible. What would you do? Um, it would, like in a three team or a three outfielder league, I would say I'm probably sitting him. I can't promise you that he's not going to start in the outfield all three times. Like he might, no. but, but based on what they, what the quote I read yesterday, he probably won't. He might start like one game there. He's going to pinch hit, I'm assuming, in every game. I would be doing a lot of Google searching late into the afternoon looking for some Mariners beat writer to have some information on Nelson Cruz. I've got a really tough decision here for this week since we've talked about all the guys you're sitting. (laughs) Tell me who you would start out of this group. Okay. Sonny Gray at home against Seattle, one start. Danny Salazar at home against Kansas City. Jose Barrios against the White Sox. Dylan Bundy against the Athletics. Very interesting note on Dylan Bundy. So they skipped him in the rotation because he's pitched much better on extended rest. And he's going to be on quite a lot of rest facing the best opponent in that bunch. I would go with... That is really tough, Heath. I think they're all starts. I would go with Sonny Gray. And see, I, I like I feel pretty good about my team this week. I've got a two start Aaron Nola, two start Carlos Rodon, two start Taiwan Walker, two start John Gray on the road both starts. Yeah, I'd go Gray, but I accept any decision you make. I appreciate that. Who are you gonna go with? I will decide later today. Okay, the Mariners play tonight at seven thirty five. So uh hopefully you'll be able to uh find out if Cruz is in the lineup and that might might sway you one way or another. Alright, time to say something stupid, Heath. It's time to jinx my favorite baseball team. I'm getting excited about purchasing a New York Yankees playoff ticket. They will be hosting the wild card game. I'm sure of it. And just like I was two years ago, I will be there for this one. And when I go, I'll be using SeatGeek. And you can save 10 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase with our promo code FANTASY. Uh, we all know how complicated buying tickets online can be. If you want to find the best deals, you have to shop around. You can't just go to one place. Actually, you can go to one place now as long as that place is SeatGeek. So download the app right now and search for an event. And what's going to happen? SeatGeek will search multiple ticket sites for you. Do all the price comparison so you know you're going to find the best price. SeatGeek makes it really easy to find a good value and buy the tickets with just two taps on your phone, just a few taps, and you're and you're there. You've got your tickets. Every purchase is fully guaranteed. You can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. It's a great app. I tell people about SeatGeek all the time. If they have to go to a game or a concert or comedy or theater or whatever it is, I say download the SeatGeek app. I seriously do because I use it myself. And use our promo code FANTASY. So, yeah, if you want to save 10 bucks, download the SeatGeek app right now. Enter the promo code FANTASY. That's promo code FANTASY for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All right, the big news, Curtis Granderson to the Dodgers. Adrian Gonzalez is also back. Now, the Dodgers had the DH all weekend, so I don't know exactly what their lineup's going to look like, plus Cody Bellinger is day-to-day. And Jock Peterson was sent to AAA, but for Grandy, man, value up, down, or the same. I thought it was going to be a downgrade because I expected, I mean, a much better team in Los Angeles. They've got a lot of bats. Thought his playing time might not be quite as certain. But with Peterson getting sent down, I think it remains pretty much the same. Man, he's red hot. This guy is so streaky. So I'm going to be starting him in, I think, three leagues this week. Uh, Corey Kluber, he's going to start this week. Not sure if it'll be against the Red Sox, but he's, he's, they are not worried about him starting. Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer is going to be joining the Fantasy Football Today podcast to promote an event later this week, Heath. Yes, yeah. I'm looking forward. I uh, went to that event last year. Very good cause, and you should listen to that. He's a super cool guy, just really, really intense. Don't say anything. we got to make sure we don't say anything dumb, Adam. <laughs> so how's the neck? No. No, no don't I, do that. I think that would be bad. I don't think we should ask him about having two eyes that are different colors. No, I think we should because I believe the nickname on the back of his jersey, what they're doing, I think it's coming up this weekend, actually, nickname weekend. Yeah. I think it's in reference to his eyes. Believe. But, you can uh, ask that question. Okay, fine. Uh, yeah, so 
I'm going to ask him to talk about the charity that he's raising money for. Okay, yeah, softball. He's on the DL with a neck issue. They don't think it's a huge deal. Hopefully Scherzer will be back shortly. Josh Donaldson has made three appearances at shortstop. Holy cow. What if he played shortstop like 17 more times the rest of the season? Then he'd be eligible next year, and he would once again be a first-round pick, if not already. Right. Uh, This is enormous. He started at shortstop yesterday. They didn't have a DH. They were in the NL, but he made two appearances and then a start. So let's see what happens. And Jose Bautista was at third, right? Yes. Yes, he was. Uh, So they've had Jose Bautista and Russell Martin playing third base this year. Yeah, weird. (laughs) Weird. Uh, Josh Donaldson, uh, two appearances away from shortstop eligibility in CBS leagues. Aroldis Chapman is out as Yankees closer. I'm not sure if that's going to be permanent. Should, will you drop Aroldis Chapman? No. 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 Okay. And I think Patances is a better addition than, uh, than David Robertson. I would think so. Yankees hitting coach Alan Cockrell said he is not sure if the home run derby messed up Aaron Judge's swing. Only Judge knows. But he did say that it's not an issue, that Cockrell said it's not an issue anymore. But man, Judge has been terrible. Adam Wainwright on the DL, Luke Weaver, gonna start today, or gonna start Wednesday. So Cody Bellinger's day today, I think he should be fine. I, I plan on starting Bellinger's sprained ankle. David Price had a setback, he may not be able to pitch again during the regular season. I am starting Masahiro Tanaka, he's coming off the DL to make two starts. You, Darvish, actually is on the DL, but could start this weekend. It's very minor thing. Dodgers, that's kind of their thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you just take a couple days off. They uh, they get more PTO than other teams' players do. <laughs> uh, Robbie Ray is going to start at the Mets this week. Dylan Bundy, uh, I mentioned that you know he's better on extra rest, so that's something to keep in mind. He will be on extra rest when he starts this week. Salvador Perez could be back this week. That's nice. Miguel Sano's on the DL with shin soreness and uh, a stress reaction, actually, in his shin. That's Usually not good. And Trey Turner set to begin a rehab assignment this week. So that is exciting. We might get Carlos Correa early September. Hopefully you're loading up for the stretch drive. All right, the most added list, Heath. Edwin Jackson, number one. I don't trust him. Here's the thing. And I, I, it's kind of gone back and forth, but I thought I looked this morning and he wasn't showing up as a two-star pitcher anymore. Is that right? I'm going to look again right now because those it goes back and forth sometimes. You are right. He is not showing up as a two-star pitcher. I don't know why that would have changed, though. I maybe don't either. With Strasburg back, maybe. But that's. I would. I would just say if you picked up Edwin Jackson, first off, we told you not to, and second, you might just check and make sure he's still showing as a two-star pitcher, huh. because you really wouldn't want to start him with one start against the Astros. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I'm not starting him regardless, but. No, I'm not either. Dylan Batansis is number two. I'm, I'm nervous to start him. For me, it's either going to be like Batansis or, like, I, like, I'm, you might want to start Senwano over him. And, <sighs> I'd probably start Batansis over Senwano. Yeah, I probably would too. Cause I'm not, cause I don't think they were giving O the save the last time he got the save. I think they were giving Matt Bowman the save. Bowman screwed it up. O came in and cleaned up his mess and got the save. That was after yeah. O struggled. I'm just nervous about Patances because I don't know how many of the save chances he will get. They have six home ga- They have six games this week, not all at home. Uh, Patrick Corbin's number three. It's about time. He's 85% owned. He's got two starts. He's RP eligible. He's pitching great, and he has great matchups. Corbin's a no-brainer. Yep. Clayton Richard. Yeah, no way. I'm not doing it. Look, I, I want to tell you a story, Heath. Okay. A little story about the podcast Points League. And last week I was facing the Dead Rabbits. And uh win and you're in. We were fighting for a playoff spot. I believe we're both in because another team lost. But he started Ty Block, Ari, uh, Anthony Banda, Jake Odorizzi, and Julio Tehran. And he had Mark Leiter in as a, as a reliever. Banda lost his second start. I think Leiter, I'm not sure if he was supposed to make two starts, but he, I believe, lost his second start. Um, Not to pick on the dead rabbits. But when you start bad two-start pitchers, first of all, there's always a chance they're not going to make that start, that second start, because they're not good. And secondly, it just didn't work out. I, I mean, it could have worked out in another week, but you, you, two starts from a bad pitcher 
I just don't recommend it. I'd rather go with a with a one star guy. Like he benched Eduardo Rodriguez, he benched Garrett Cole. Now those guys didn't do that well, but they did better than Odorizzi, negative three points. Then Ty Block, negative eight points. Then Anthony Banda, negative twelve and a half points. It really, really, really depends on what situation you're in that week. Like I guess sometimes those are you terrible go, you're, like you're going up against the best team in the league. And you have a five one-start pitchers. Yeah, well, that wasn't the case. I, I understand. <laughs> I'm definitely understand. not the best team in the league. No, you're not. Eddie Rosario is 61% owned. Now, here's something kind of weird on Rosario. So, yesterday he had a grand slam. The 57 games before that, he had a 990 OPS. So, we're talking 58 games of, of 1,000 OPS here for Eddie Rosario. Somehow only three weeks in his last nine with more than 18 fantasy points. And that is not including All-Star Game Week. So it, a lot, some of this like big production has been concentrated over the last two weeks. But Rosario is another guy. Like I, I laid out the case of sitting Conforto, sitting Brett Gardner. Are you going to start Eddie Rosario over those guys? 100%. I picked up Rosario, I think, Friday. And I'm starting him in our uh, Roto League. He's... Like, we can talk about what he's done over the last 50 games, over the last 60 games. He's hitting 303 with an 850 OPS for the season. Yep. He's just been good. Yep. Only 50 RBIs. That's probably what's driving his fantasy production down. Uh, would well, you rather pick up Rosario or Byron Buxton? If I'm in the playoffs this week, I think I'd go with Rosario. Byron Buxton has a 934 OPS in August. Small yeah. sample. I, you know, five walks to 17 strikeouts isn't that bad for Byron Buxton. No. And he has six well, steals. Right. In, in August. He's 49% think I'd go Rosario. Alright, if we could sum up the first 20 minutes or so, who do you think the must-add player, let's repeat some names, the must-add players right now. Uh, well, Reese Hoskins is only one percentage point more owned than Rosario, right? Yeah, Reese Hoskins must be added. So I'd say he probably, like he, we haven't mentioned him, so I did a bad job of summing up. I think Blake Snell, and you know how I felt about Blake Snell coming into the year, and it's kind of a Danny Salazar situation. Like I was so so wrong for the first three and a half months, but now they look like they're finally maybe figuring it out. Well, he moved to the middle of the mound. Blake Snell just isn't that weird. I can't throw strikes. I'm just gonna. It's like bowling. You know, you got to line up on the arrows. Yeah. You just line up on the other arrow, and he's got six straight starts with two or fewer walks. And Snell is at St. Louis this week. I'm not sure that I'll start him, but I would start Snell over Luke Weaver. I would not. Look at look. The thing about Snell is like he had a great start against the Mariners. Actually, it's been two, three in a row. You've been pretty satisfied with it. All right, I could I can accept that. But Weaver's got the Padres. The That's only true. Thing, the only thing I'm worried about with Weaver is that. He hasn't started a big league game in a while, but if you look at the two starts he made, I'm just going to get them, pull them up right now. He's 33% owned. Uh, five innings, four runs, five strikeouts against Arizona. If I, I think all four runs came in the fifth in that start. And then six and a third, two runs, eight strikeouts at Milwaukee. So look, you know what? Snell, Weaver, widely available, and both are, are good options. And I like them both better than Giolito. Yeah, yes, I agree completely. Chase Anderson is 78% owned. This is another guy. I know he's 78% owned, but you need to look in every league for Chase Anderson. For God's sake, he's got 283 ERA this year. Yeah, that's not sustainable the way he's going about doing it. But this was a good start at Coors, and he should be universally owned. Reese Hoskins I, is absolutely a must-add. Sorry, Heath. Yes, definitely Reese Hoskins, uh, Scott White's new favorite player. I think Rosario should be closer to eighty percent owned. I I really like the Shields in specific formats. I just I think he's he's almost he's guaranteed to get you steals. There's just one thing I know about Delano Shields: the guy can steal bases. And it, well, two things: he can't hit. He he can't hit, but he's not as bad of a hitter as Rajay Davis. He's not one of those steals. He's not as bad of a hitter as Gerard Dyson. I think um, he's going to be better than those guys. I don't know With about regular that. at-bats, I think he'll be better than those guys. Okay, but you, you don't know that he's not a bad hitter because he's been a worse hitter over his career. Uh, you're right. But I okay. think he'll he'll get on base. And so we got two things we know and one thing we think. Sure. 
Uh, I think Wilson Ramos, if you need a catcher, you better pick him up. He's 53% owned. He's 11 for his last 20 with two home runs, three walks, and two strikeouts and a double. And he's a catcher. So, Wilson Ramos. For sure. Um, who else did we say earlier? Oh, I, I really think Granderson at this point. I actually don't even know what his ownership percentage is, but I, I picked him up in three leagues, Curtis Granderson, over the last three days. And I don't know that it's gonna last, but when it, when Curtis Granderson gets hot, it tends to last for a while. And, uh, Curtis Granderson is, they're only 31% owned. I like it. I Seven would still righties. rather own Rosario. But yes, 31% is way too low. Granderson is only batting 235 in August, but he's got an OPS over a thousand with seven home runs in the month of August. And, uh, okay. And Batansis, I think, is someone you definitely want to, want to pick up. All right. That's a pretty good summation. Let's see if I missed anybody on the most added list. I think we're pretty thorough here. Robinson Chirinos, 38% owned. I'm sure we'd rather have Ramos, right? Yep, for sure. Chad Bettis, 24% owned. I know he's had two good starts. I'm not really, not really nope. buying it now. No. Nope. Okay. I think that's about it. So we can move on and, uh, talk about some hitters, doubles and triple dongs from over the weekend. Manny Machado is pretty good. Yeah, it's really weird how, uh, he figured that out after just being terrible for so long. Three home runs and a walk-off grand slam all in one game on Friday. That was amazing. Justin yes. Upton homered twice uh, against the Dodgers on Friday. His consistency has been just a marvel this year. I, I can't believe what Justin Upton's doing. Great year for him. Did not expect it. We, yeah, we've not talked enough about him. Yeah, really strong, strong year. And Jay Bruce has been pretty damn consistent, too. He homered twice at Kansas City on Friday. And Nick Delmonico had an inside-the-park home run, but he homered twice on Friday at Texas. What do you think about Delmonico? Interested? Not particularly. I mean, it's not that difficult to find playing time on the White Sox, so that's a uh, that's a bonus. But like, this is an AL only guy. Guess which first round pick hit his had his first multi homer game of the year? Which first round pick had his first multi homer game of the year? Mm-hmm. You could just keep reading the notes; you'll find it. Mike Trout. Mike Trout. First multi homer game of the year it came Saturday. Wait for him to get hot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Luis Valbuena homered twice at Baltimore on Saturday. Jesus Aguilar homered twice. I think you could probably leave Aguilar on waivers. He had three home runs at Coors Field this weekend. And Rugi got hot. Rugi always seems to save his best stuff for the weekends. Rugnet Odor. You feel like, oh, I'm going to sit him next week. He's been garbage, and then he hits three home runs on Saturday and Sunday combined. Other hitters to talk about. Ian Kinsler's had a couple of good weeks in a row. All he had to do was rip Angel Hernandez. He stole two bases on Fridays. Three steals in his last four games. Hunter Pence. Hunter Pence is having a good August, Heath. Batting 333 with four home runs. You care? He's 33% owned. Yeah, I would not be as excited to add him as I am. Granderson right. or Rosario or Reese Hoskins. In a, the problem is, and it has always been with Hunter Pence, is his best format are points leagues, and points leagues are generally where you only sort three outfielders. In the current environment, I just don't think he's going to be somebody that's worthwhile. Mike Napoli's heating up three home runs in his last five games. He was terrible. Terrible. Hard pass. That. All right, pass on Napoli. Brandon Phillips, hitting well since the All-Star break. Yeah, he's he's been hot. I, I wonder... If his playing time is going to be consistent down the stretch, because they've got nothing to play for, and he's a veteran, but all right, Brandon Phillips is fifty percent owned. Uh, Paul DeYoung, Paul DeYoung last twenty. I mean, how do you not pick up Paul DeYoung at this point? He, he, people, people are still not picking up Paul DeYoung. No, nah, I mean he's eighty-one percent owned. Okay, it's appropriate. Yes, but look, the only thing he well, he's batting three twenty-four in his last twenty-eight games, but <laughs> but his walk to strikeout ratio sucks, and he and he's only got four doubles in his last twenty-eight days. But he has eight home runs, and he's a top-five shortstop. But he's homering. He's he's using that power. He needs it. And Paul DeYoung's been great. Like you, I would start DeYoung over Story if you're making that decision. I don't trust Story on the road. Story had a great week last week, and 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 Scott and you both wisely advised me to start him over Cattell Marte. But I'm sorry, I just don't trust Story on the road. I don't think because he had a lot of bad games too. I don't think this is like Story getting hot. I think it just was good matchups at home. I would agree with that. I I would start DeYoung over Story unless Story has all his games at home. 
Let's do some bullpen talk now. Uh, okay, Senwan O. Look, they they seem to have installed him as the closer, and then he stunk, and then he replaced a, a shaky Matt Bowman on Friday, and got two outs and got a save. And yeah, he, he did issue a walk, but it was intentional. So I think O is the guy to own there. Yes, I think Brad I, Ziegler. I'm sorry, Heath. What were you gonna say? I, I'm not. I'm not as confident as I was early in the year that Sunwano eventually is just going to be fine. Yeah. But I do think he's the guy to get saves in St. Louis. Yeah, and I think Brad Ziegler's the guy to get saves in Miami because Kyle Bearclaw keeps setting him up. Ziegler has six saves in August. Uh, okay, the, the Angels are bullpen by committee. That's the only thing I can say. Bud Norris got a save on Sunday. Who got the save? Oh, Kenyon Middleton. Or Keenan Middleton was supposed to get the save on Friday, but he gave up the walk-off grand slam. Uh, they too many arms, and they're good yeah. ones, but too many arms. You're not going to be able to accurately predict that. Is Sam Dyson the closer in San Francisco? Melanson pitched the seventh yesterday. I I will stick with what I said last week, and I think Melanson leads the Giants in saves in September. They are working him back in slowly, though, and if I needed saves this week, I would start Dyson over Melanson. Roberto Ozuna gave up three runs and blew a save yesterday, but it wasn't really his fault. going to blame this one on his catcher. Two pass balls or two—I think they're scored wild pitches, but twice Ozuna got a strikeout and the ball got away from his catcher, and the runner advanced. Kyle Schwarber scored on a wild pitch. So bad catching, Gary Sanchez-esque. I can't imagine they're going to remove Ozuna, but he has been pretty rough since the All-Star break. Uh, Juan Manaya, if you're desperate for saves, Juan Manaya got two saves over the weekend for the White Sox. And you might want to start Juan Manaya over Sean Manaya if it came down to that. But Manaya is not a very good pitcher, I don't think. No. And Edwin Diaz, I mean, I suppose if you want to speculate, one more bad outing from Diaz, and I wouldn't be surprised if they took him out of the role for Nick Vincent. I would be surprised. I think it's his job. I do, but... Yeah. I don't know. Keeps giving up runs. Vincent's got a 193 RA, .99 whip. I'm just saying. But can he, but can he do it in the ninth inning? Probably not. I mean, it takes it takes a lot to do it in the ninth inning. A lot of guts. More news and notes. Drew Pomerantz left Friday to start with back spasms. I, I'm not 100% sure. Can you do a quick Google search on Pomerantz? I think he's going to be able to start this week. But not sure. Brian McCann's going to be back on Thursday. And Evan Gaddis started a rehab assignment. Carlos Correa could be back in early September. Yoan Moncada sat two straight days with shin splints. The Mets called up Kevin Plowecki, who was doing very well in AAA. I don't think that's a surprise. And Darno's not so good, so I don't know. Maybe Plowecki could have, like, NL-only value. Drew Pomerantz is scheduled to start on Wednesday. All righty. That will be at Cleveland. Expected to. Okay. Uh, Scott Shebler's off the DL, I, and he might not get consistent playing time, but he has since coming off the DL at the expense of Winker. And Hunter Renfro was sent to AAA. Joey Gallo, concussion protocol. I wouldn't start him this week. And the Mets, or the Yankees sent Jordan Montgomery to AAA. He should be back in September. Not sure what his role would be. All right, studs being studs. How confident are you in these three pitchers? Dallas Keuchel, who has the Nationals this week. Justin Verlander at the White Sox. Yes, please. And Jake Arrieta, who's just been pitching really well lately. How confident are you in Keuchel, Verlander, and Arrieta? Well, Keuchel was right back to being his old self. Seven shutout innings and only striking out three. Looks just like him. Sixteen uh, ground outs, one flyout. Sixteen ground outs, one feel flyout. exceptionally confident. With the matchup against Washington, I haven't seen enough to tell me that he's just completely back to himself, but I'm probably starting him. I'm definitely starting him. Verlander is no question. He's been great, and he's against the White Sox. So, yes. And Arietta, you're starting, but but it's just last nine starts for Arietta, 203 ERA. Swinging strikes have been up a little bit in his last four starts. He's on fire. Yeah. All right. Studs being studs part two. These guys aren't quite as studly. But uh, do you trust these guys? Rick Porcello at, against Baltimore this week. Jose Barrios at the White Sox. Trevor Bauer against Boston this week. No chance I'm starting Bauer, and I know that he's had another good run to get his ERA down to almost league average. But I every time you trust Trevor Bauer, boom goes the dynamite. Uh, I don't know, man. Ah. He already had a good start against Boston. 
Yeah. Recently, that's not last week. For me. I will. Burrios, I would feel okay with just because it's the White Sox. Yeah. Um, and then Porcello's just right on the border. Okay. Porcello had a good, very good start against the Yankees Sunday. In previous seven starts, he had a 361 ERA. He's pitching well. I don't think you have to dread starting Rick Porcello. You know what sucks, dude? I'm probably going to lose in the editorial league, the league that I just crushed this week, this year. Because yeah. Keiko's got one start. It's against the Nationals. DeGrom's got one start. It's against the Nationals. Uh, those are my two best pitchers. And uh, DeGrom's had two stinkers in a row. Any concerns? Yeah. I hope he's not hurt, but that's always the concern when a Mets pitcher has two bad starts in a row because they might have been hurt for a month and the Mets just decided to let him keep pitching. Um, I, I'm, you can't sit Jacob DeGrom in the playoffs. No, of course I don't, not, but. So, yes, I'm a little bit concerned, but still, eight strikeouts, no walks, and six and a third. I'm not that concerned. Zach Greinke, uh, yeah, he's been a little rough lately. Except for one start. So two of his last, uh, three of his last four have been kind of rough. I'm sure we're gonna start Zach Greinke. Just a bit yep. of a rough stretch for him. And we just talked about Danny Salazar, who has the Royals this week. He had a 139 ERA in five starts before a terrible start at the Royals yesterday. Yeah, and I would not call it a terrible start. He got babbit pretty hard. He gave Only him 12, he gave him 12 hits and six runs in four and two thirds. How is that not a terrible start? Uh, no, the results were terrible. Uh huh. But it's not, it was not like a Danny Salazar can't throw a strike. Okay. It, they, the Royals. <laughs> As uh, Hawk would say, some Kansas City specials thrown out. <laughs> okay. Uh, how about these guys? Tell me if you trust these next group of studs being duds. Kevin Gosman at Boston this week. No. <laughs> he's, he's so hot and cold. Yes. Uh, Jason Vargas. I'm done with Jason Vargas. Now he's been. I could understand. He's that. been great against Cleveland, and that's his matchup this week. He's got a .87 ERA against the Indians this year, and he's at Cleveland. But I like I can't trust Jason Vargas. He's not good. He's not good, and it's all starting to show. I I, I would view him similarly to how I look, I view Porcello this week. Uh, fair enough. Um, Michael Waka. Michael Waka is home against Tampa Bay this week. He has a two ninety nine ERA at home. His ERA on the road was five eleven entering Saturday, and then he gave up five runs in four innings at Pittsburgh. He may have been affected by a rain delay. He pitched one inning, then there was a long rain delay, came back, and he struggled. But Waka home against Tampa Bay. Yeah, I would put Waka below Vargas and Porcello. He's more of a desperation starter. Why? This week. Why? Um, I don't trust him as much. He's not been as good lately, and Tampa Bay is not bad offensively. Like, oh, they have, they Tampa have been, Bay is a good matchup. No, they have been terrible since – they have been so bad since second half. Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily believe in the whole team cold streak thing. I think team overachieved in the first half though. I think. That could be it. That could they be They don't it. have Tim Beckham anymore. Oh, that's No, but Dick, I mean Dickerson hasn't been playing well. Uh, Lomos hasn't been playing well. Tampa Bay right now is a great matchup. Whether you buy that or not, I understand. Um, your, your viewpoint. But they've right. I don't know, I buy the, I buy the home road splits for Waka. I'd start him over over Vargas. But not right. Porcello? No, I think I go with Porcello. I'm pretty comfortable with him giving me six innings, three runs. Yeah. Safe start. Alright, let's do a Vargas versus uh Waka bet bet. Okay. Can you what's remember? Because I'll forget. Um yes. what's the bet? If I win, I don't have to be in the podcast for the people league <laughs> next year. Okay. Yeah, if you win you have to commission it. I have to commission it. Oh, okay. God, I don't want to do that. Yeah, that uh, sounds like a good deal. Well, though, that's kind of mean to all the listeners that are going to be in it. Um, I just, it's, I suck at that league. Zach Godley was four runs Ungodly. and five and a third. What'd you say? Ungodly. Yeah, he was. Ten, but ten strikeouts. You concerned about him? I'm starting him. Um, I'm, I'm going to start him. I've never gotten as excited about him as Scott has. I don't know how high he is in Scott's rankings now, but he's basically an ace. And I'm, I'm not quite that sure about him. Basically an ace. He does uh, like, he does love him some Zach Godley. Oh, he, Zach Godley and, uh, there's one other. I can't remember. Oh, it was Trevor Cahill before Trevor Cahill went to the Royals. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm, 
I don't even know who his matchup is, but I'm sure I'm starting him. I yeah, I did not put that in the notes, but I I am starting him. Uh, Rich Hill, since the All Star break, he is he has a 3.27 ERA, but he's another guy who's going five innings almost every time, and, and no more than six and a third in six starts since the All Star break. Four of those six starts, less than six innings. It's so annoying as a Dodgers pitcher. They just don't let these guys go deep into games. It's smart, but it's annoying for fantasy owners. Yeah, it's not helping us out at all. It's kind of like the old uh, running back committee. But, but you got to start Rich Hill, right? Yes. And I'm going to start Brad Peacock at the Angels. Bad defense kind of doomed him, but he should have had a very good start against Oakland yesterday. Uh, all right, tell me who you want to pick up. Fringy starting pitchers. we got Sean Manaya at Baltimore. We got Hyunjin Ryu at Pittsburgh, Denelson Lamette at Miami, Armand Marquez at Kansas City, Luis Castillo against Pittsburgh, Parker Bridwell against Houston, Julio Tehran against the Rockies at home where he has a 698 ERA, Julio Tehran, Jake Odorizzi's at St. Louis, and Colin McHugh is at the Angels. I will go Castillo, Marquez, McHugh. Yeah, I think McHugh at 75% owned is, might be underowned. Yeah, I think I think all three of those guys because Castillo seventy six, Marquez is seventy three. Uh, I think all of them should be higher on than that. Okay, Marquez on the road at Kansas City. Castillo has Pittsburgh. It's hard to trust the Nelson Lamette. It's hard to trust Sean Mania, but it was nice to see him get on track a little bit at right. Houston. But only two strikeouts and two home runs allowed in six innings. Do you like either CeCe Sabathia or Ian Kennedy as we get to the fringy starting pitchers part two? Sabathia 55% owned, Kennedy 59% owned. Sabathia has Seattle at home, Kennedy Colorado. No, thank you. Hard pass. All right. Uh, let's see. Fringy starting pitchers part three. R.A. Dickey, home against Seattle. Jason Hamill at Cleveland. Matt Moore, home against Milwaukee. And J.C. Ramirez, if he's healthy. Actually, I don't think J.C. Ramirez is going to pitch this week. He left with a forearm injury, but he would have Texas. All right, Dickie, Jason Hamill, Matt Moore. I guess probably Matt Moore would be my favorite, followed by Jason Hamill. You know I'm not trusting the knuckleball. All right, but I I just know I'm at Well, just because he's at home, you're saying? Yeah. Hamill would be my favorite rest of season. For sure. At Cleveland this week, I don't know. And honestly, Dickie, like, he's been really good for a while now. He had a terrible he's- inning against the Reds, otherwise pitched great. Terrible inning. Three home runs, four runs. But it was six innings, four runs, nine strikeouts, eight hits. That's like that's a bad start for Dickey. That's not that bad. But if he's been really good for a long time now, shouldn't his numbers look better? No, because he, he was awful. He's got a 398 ERA, dude. His league average. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about Trevor Bowers in like the 460s. Right. I was not excited about Trevor Bauer. No, but... at but least Trevor Bauer gets a few strikeouts. He's got 105 strikeouts and 147 innings. Yeah, he's not going to get you... St- Dickie's not going to get you strikeouts. Bauer's going to get you a lot. Uh In deep leagues, players owned in less than 30% of leagues. Kendall Graveman. Chad Cool. I know Chris likes him. I know, yeah. Adam Conley. 18 swinging strikes at the Mets. By the way, the Mets are now one of the best matchups you can find. I mean, they are pathetic. Um... Chad I Bettis. Would, yeah, I, I like Conley for sure this week. Oh, against the Padres. Ah. All right. Yeah, four quality starts in his last six and home against the Padres. All right. Conley's sneaky start. Chad Bettis, Travis Wood, Rafael Montero. No, oh, thank you. Montero's someone to watch. He's has a pedigree, a couple good starts in a row. We'll see. 4% own. All right. Adam Conley if you're desperate. Kendall Graveman. Home against Texas. Um, I, I would have to be pretty desperate. Alright. Uh, let's see what we're doing today. What are you doing today? Any plans? Uh, well, I mean, there's a, uh, this, the eclipse is happening today. Yeah, the eclipse. That's right. Are, are you excited about the eclipse? Not even gonna be able to see it in New York. Oh, uh, that's too bad. I actually, I'm, I'm confused. Okay. I, I know that some of the states are going to see, you know, something. Right. Are all states going to see, like, a shadow or, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of like the groundhog. Yeah. Um, I know that like in Kansas City where I'm from, it's going to be like one of the prime viewing places in the whole country. Yeah. Uh, in Florida, I think we're supposed to see like, have like a 70% blockage. Okay. I could not really be less excited for the whole thing. Well, here's the other thing I don't understand. If the, if the moon 
is going to block out the sun. Uh huh. Why are we not allowed to look? Because your eyes, when you look at the sun, because sometimes you accidentally look at the sun. Sure. And your eyes are like, oh no, that's really bright, and they adjust. When the moon is blocking 80% of it, your eyes look at the sun, and your eyes are like, oh, that's okay. But that little uh, sliver is still really bright. I see. Also, I think it might just kind of be a hoax. Uh, I've I, done some research, <laughs> and I can't find anyone that actually went blind from looking at an be. eclipse. It could be. Just something so, to scare the kids. Yeah, my kids are not going to school today because of the solar eclipse. What? Really? They – it's it's a long story, but they are going to some scientific thing somewhere. Oh. It's the nice thing about having a kid that can drive. They're just all saying they're going there. They're probably having a party at my house. What do you want them to do? Do you want them to go to the thing or do you want them to party? I don't really care. <laughs> don't break anything. <laughs> all right. Twins at White – is he a senior? Uh, my daughter is a senior. Oh, she, I've got a I'm sophomore sorry. as well and then the eight-year-old. Okay. Okay. Uh, twins at White Sox. So, uh, T. Melville, what do you think his first name is? Tim. Tim Melville. Former Royals prospect. Ah, okay, right. At Carlos Rodon. I will start Rodon. Alex Wood and Garrett Cole. Ooh, Garrett Cole. Tricky one here against the Dodgers. Yeah, I'm starting him. All right, Chris Smith and Wade Miley. No, No, thank you. Diamondbacks at Mets, Taiwan Walker and Robert Gazelman. I am definitely starting Taiwan Walker. Eduardo Rodriguez and Mike Clevenger. Uh, I think I'd start both. Mariners at Braves. We've got Fulton Nevich at home and Andrew Albers on the road. I wouldn't mind uh, letting Fulty loose. I have to start Fulty. He's got two starts this week. I have to start him. I mean, yep. I literally have no other starting pitchers because Lester hmm. went on the DL. So that sucks. And I looked. There's nobody on waivers. Uh, Dylan G and Carson Fulmer, twins at White Sox. No. No. They have a double header today, so, yeah. Uh, Rangers at Angels, Cole Hamels and Tyler Skaggs. Uh, definitely starting Hamels. Uh, Skaggs is borderline. Brewers at Giants, Zach Davies, Chris Stratton. No thanks. No on Davies? Davies has uh, been pretty solid. I, I understand. Giants. Fine. You don't have to. I don't care. Davies is eighty percent owned. Actually, you don't care. That's, All right. That seems a little high. Eighty percent. Doesn't it? Uh, yes, but he's two starts, so I get That's it. That's true. See, like, I don't think starting Zach Davies in a two-star week is the worst idea. Like, I don't think it's like starting Ty Block. Did you or, just give us a whole thing I, about I think starting he's, bad pitchers? I think he's better than. Those bad pitchers. And and considering one of the starts is against the Giants, like I'm, That's fine. True. I'm fine with it. Let's see, That's true. Let's maybe see what the other maybe one Maybe I'm not being fair to Zach Ooh, Davies. Ooh, the other one's at the Dodgers, though. Let's see. He, he's got a, a sparkling 4-2-6 ERA. He's struck out an outstanding 93 batters in 143 innings. No, I was being pretty fair to Zach Davies. Well, let's see what he's done since the All-Star break. That's definitely more predictive. Well, I mean, a guy gets hot, you know. Since the All-Star break, he's got a 291 ERA. But what? how many strikeouts does he have in how many innings? You know what? The bottom line is if you add up the walks and the strikeouts, <laughs> then you're at one per inning. <laughs> 30 strikeouts and 46 and a third for Davies. Yeah, okay, look. Bat missers, guys that don't miss bats, non-bat missers, it, come, it, it, it comes around to bite them. It does. I just don't think tonight's going to be the night. Probably not. I, I I could understand starting him. I'm not saying that you're wrong. And let's finish up with some emails. This is from Isaac. Is it absurd to drop Kyle Seeger for Reese Hoskins for the playoff run? I didn't mention Kyle Seeger, but he's risky this week. So Kyle Seeger had a bad stomach virus. He lost like 12 pounds. He's Ooh. come back and played two games, and he went two for ten. I don't like – and he had been hitting really well. He had basically been Kyle Seeger before that. But I don't know that I'd start him this week. I'm not sure I'd drop him for Hoskins. Like, if you took the stomach virus out of it, or whatever kind of virus it was. It I'm, would be crazy. Uh, yes. But this week, if you need to win, I don't know that it's crazy to drop Seeger. I'd like to sit him for Hoskins and not drop him for Hoskins. Yes, but it sounded to me like if you're not starting either one of these guys, then I think I'd just hold on to Seeger. All right, this is from Dan. 
12-team head-to-head categories league, first week of the playoffs. All right, he needs to sit one of these guys. This is tough. This is really tough. Sit one. Jackie Bradley, Cameron Mabin, Tommy Pham, Byron Buxton, Aaron Hicks. Definitely not Bradley. Definitely not Pham. Bradley had a good weekend, but really had like a full month of being garbage. I'm starting Bradley. I'm starting Pham. Right. I'm starting Buxton. Maven, Maven has been day to day. So that could help your decision if he's not. I in think the I'm starting today. Hicks. Yeah. Now Hicks, I like Hicks, but he, he has not helped. Uh, he had a bad week. He yeah. Has not helped my case. And finally, uh, oh, Dan actually also asks, uh, any chance Brett Honeywell starts since Faria is on the DL? I, I would assume they're going to call up their double A janitor because they don't want Brent Honeywell in the major leagues. Well, I think Alex Cobb comes right. off the DL this week too. So, uh, Odorizzi's back, Cobb. Yeah, I think they can get by without it, without Honeywell. Uh, from Antoine, 10 team head to head categories league, first place. We'll be in first place for the playoffs. Which of these two players would you count on in the playoffs? Eddie Rosario, Aaron Hicks, uh, uh, okay, which – I think he meant which two players would you count? Two of four, yes. Eddie Rosario, Ahmed Rosario, Aaron Hicks, Reese Hoskins. I'd go Eddie Rosario and Reese Hoskins. Yep, I think you got to do that. All right, Heath, thank you very much. Good stuff. He, Hoskins, by the way, more one more walk than strikeout so far. He's been really good. Uh, Heath, goodbye. It's really been a blast. Great outro. And, yeah, well, I'll tell you, I'll give you a better one. To sum up what we said earlier in the show – I hate Scott White. I hate Chris Tower. See you later.